Welcome to the Simply Resilient podcast, episode number 62, Understanding Our Roles. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. We're going to start out today's episode with a battle buddy moment, which is a Facebook review from Stacy Mendelson. And she says, Jesse is amazing at helping you access your own wisdom to solve problems and live your best life. I have brought a myriad of issues to her on all topics, and we always have a productive session. I feel so much better after a coaching session with Jesse. Thank you so much for that review, Stacy. I love how she mentions accessing your own wisdom, because that's one thing I love to do as I work with my clients. They sort of think they're coming to me so that I'll tell them what to do, but what I'm actually doing is just helping them see that they already know what to do. They already have the answers. I help them take a look at their mind and their thoughts. You're the best one to know what to do. I don't know what you should do. You know what you should do, and I help you figure out how to know that and to have confidence in that knowledge. Anyway, keep those reviews coming. I love to get reviews on Facebook, on my Facebook page. If you go to Simply Resilient Life Coaching and click on the reviews tab, you can leave a review for me there. And another place that's really helpful for me is when you leave a review on my podcast. And the best place to do that is in iTunes. Thank you so much to everyone who's already done that and keep them coming. Okay, so today's episode actually comes from an experience that I had this summer. So I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we have a camp that the young women in our congregation go to every summer. Normally, it's like a week in cabins, and it's a really fun summer camp. There's a lot of activities and fun, and there's a lot of religious aspects to it, and lessons, and firesides, and testimonies shared, and songs, and it's so much fun. And this summer, because of the restrictions of the pandemic, it ended up just being one day outside, um, and all broken down into smaller groups, and a lot of the social distancing, and, and masks, and things like that were encouraged. And we were able to still make it happen in a small way, and I was glad for that. But they asked me to speak during the evening portion of the day and we had the girls broken down into smaller groups and we had five different speakers that all spoke for about 10 minutes and then the girls would rotate. So I was able to give my same talk that I had prepared five different times just right in a row, which was really kind of fun and interesting. I haven't ever done that before. And it kind of came out a little different each time, but I think it went really well. I think the girls enjoyed the message. And after I gave it, I thought, I'm going to talk about that on my podcast because even though, again, it had a real religious element to it, and I don't get very religious here on this podcast, it also had a lot of good life coaching concepts in it as well. So I am going to share some of those thoughts with you today. So the topic that I was asked to speak on during this girls camp presentation was our divine role, and more specifically, our role as a daughter of God. And we believe in our church. We're we're Christians. We believe we have heavenly parents. And we believe that we have a savior, Jesus Christ, who is the son of God. And we believe that we are also daughters and sons of God. And 
I have really enjoyed teaching my own kids about this and having them learn about it in church as I feel like it's a really big part of our identity and understanding that part of our identity can be really helpful in some of the ups and downs we face in life. Understanding our purpose, understanding why we're here and where we're going and kind of what the point of all of this is can be really comforting and inspiring in some of those moments where it can feel like we don't have much of a purpose. And so I actually shared with the girls a little bit from my experience of when I broke my leg during Brad's deployment. And that was another reason why I decided to share this message here on the podcast as well. And the reason that I talked to them about that, I'm just going to kind of go into what I shared with them. And I, I talked about how seven years ago I was playing in the snow with my kids and I slipped in the snow and broke four bones in my leg. You know, I showed which bones. I showed him my scars because I have lovely scars from my surgeries that I had at that time. And I talked to them about how discouraging that was and how hard it was to already be a solo parent because my husband's deployed and then to have this big hard thing happen. And I got really real with them and I talked to them about what a low time that was in my life for months, really for months. I was very, very low as I went through this and went through the healing and the work that was required to get better. And The patience was one of the biggest things that I had to really find for myself at that time. And I shared with these girls about how one reason that I was so discouraged during this time was that it felt like I had had all of my roles removed from me. Now, this word I'm using here, I know you know this, but I'm going to clarify it just because it's funny. And I did tell this joke for the girls. I said, I'm not talking about R-O-L-L, like Sunday dinner roles. I'm talking about R-O-L-E your roles. So I asked the girls, what are some of the roles you guys have or will have in the future? And they talked about, you know, sister, daughter, student, employee, babysitter, friend, you know, all these roles that we play in life. And when I broke my leg, I talked to them about how it really felt like I had had pretty much all of my roles taken from me, especially just kind of my biggest, most important ones to myself at the time. So some of the big ones were um, mother. I could not do my mothering tasks at that time. I was not only not able to help my children and do what I normally needed to do for them, but I had other people waiting on me really hand and foot at the beginning and then less so as time went on. But for months, I had people bending over backwards to serve me. Uh, Another one that wasn't taken away by this experience, but did feel like it had been taken away from me at that time was my role as a wife because my husband was on the other side of the world and I was able to talk to him, but we were, you know, at times really struggling to connect. I was going through something so huge that he was missing and he was going through something so huge. We were having very different experiences and both under a lot of stress and both experiencing our own, you know, highs and lows. And I, I wasn't a wife at that time is what it felt like. I understand logically that I still was my husband's wife, but just what I thought made up that role had been removed from me. Those daily activities and tasks and the way that we would interact with each other and communicate and serve each other and all of that wasn't happening. And even in a smaller way, some of my other roles like friend and, you know, I was helping out with the PTA and I had a church calling. All of those things were also removed from me in that I wasn't able to do much for myself or other people. And so I I was, you know, I had friends come visit me and that was so nice, but I wasn't able to be a friend in the way that I was used to. I, some of those responsibilities like the PTA and at church, I wasn't able to complete those responsibilities anymore. So they had to be reassigned, you know? And so my life got very simple, very, very fast. 
And each day, my main job was to just keep up my spirits, be patient, get better, sit out in this recliner in my front room. This was really just like the first six weeks that were so bad. And after that, I was able to get up more and even, you know, get around in a wheelchair and then later crutches and and all those things. But you can imagine my days were very simple, not a lot required of me, not a lot of responsibility, not not much getting done on a to-do list every day. And up until that point, that was how I felt really validated in my roles was all that I was able to accomplish and, you know, taking really good care of my kids. And that was how I gave myself permission to believe I was a good mom and and all these things. And so to have all of that taken from me, I really was low. I felt like I had very low purpose and, and I just got really sad and discouraged because I was so used to my purpose coming from the actions I was able to take every day. And so in this low time, and this is what I shared with the girls One thing that I held on to, clung to, almost like a life preserver, was my role as a daughter of God. That's one role that I've had my whole life and that I've never felt like I had to do something to earn that role. In my life, as I have grown up and developed my own personal testimony and come to know God on my own through prayer and church attendance and service and all the things that I do to develop my spirituality, I've always believed that there was nothing I needed to do to quote unquote deserve or earn my role as a daughter of a loving Heavenly Father. And when I was in those lowest moments, I could cling to that role. I knew that all of my roles were not removed from me, that that one would always be there, even if I sat in a chair day after day doing very little. And it really taught me something about roles. It really helped me understand that all of my roles really are made up the same way. Not one of my roles is valid or complete because of what I'm able to do in that role. It's valid and complete because of what I believe about myself in that role. So I want to go to the mothering example for a minute. I am not a mother to my child because I change their diaper and feed them and tuck them into bed at night. I love doing those things and that's a big part of my job. But even if I could never do those things ever again, I would still be a mother to my child and now go to the the wife role, right? I am not only a wife because I'm able to go on dates with my husband and do house projects together and interact with him on on a daily basis. I am a wife to my husband, even if we go months without speaking. That role is always whole and complete. Now, obviously, I prefer when I get to interact with my husband on a daily basis and go on dates with him and be with him and do projects with him. But as you all know, as we all know in this military life, that's not always available. And I want to feel like that role is 100% complete, even when I'm not able to take those desired and preferred actions, because sometimes I'm not able to. This brings me back to the cupcake concept, one of my favorite concepts, and there's a whole episode on it. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go check it out. But it talks about how what we are in charge of and what we are responsible for and the wholeness and completeness of something is the cupcake and then everything else is the frosting. And it's so great to want frosting and it's so great to create frosting, but to understand that the completeness and the responsibility is in the cupcake is so powerful. So when that goes 
bringing that back into roles, understanding and fulfilling our roles starts at the cupcake level. And that is knowing that I am a friend to this person, even if we don't talk for five years, right? Because that'll happen with some of your dearest friends. Something will come up, you'll move away, they'll move away. You don't get to live in the same place anymore. And so you're not fulfilling that role the way you used to when you were living in the same place and you were able to spend time together. And this person might be your favorite person, but now you only talk on the phone occasionally and see each other's pictures on Facebook. But your role as their friend and their role as your friend can be 100% fulfilled filled and complete just by understanding and believing and you just deciding what you want to believe about that role, about being that person's friend. And then all the interactions with that person and the things that we're used to thinking that define a role are just delicious frosting. And so anytime you get to see that friend, if you if you never stopped believing your friends, then when you see each other five years later, you pick up right where you left off. And that is so powerful. I've had that experience in my past with friends where we grew apart and maybe never saw each other again or I was worried if we were still close and friends but on the friends that even when we didn't get to talk very much I never wondered if we were still close if we were still friends if we still loved each other then when I did see them again there just wasn't a moment of doubt and it was just a huge hug and right back to where we were because that role was always fulfilled just by my thoughts about the role by my thoughts about our friendship and this has this can play in really powerfully into your marriage relationship and and when especially with deployments when they have to be away. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but when they're away, all of our thoughts are available to us and we could spend time thinking, I wonder if we're growing apart. I wonder if he still loves me as much as he ever did. I wonder if he's thinking about me. Am I thinking about him enough? We might be doing really poorly when they're gone or we might be doing really well and both ways can feel kind of uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable to be doing really well while they're gone because we think maybe we don't need him anymore or something, but none of that's true. Whatever you decide to think and believe about your relationship is what is true about your relationship. All thoughts are optional and all thoughts are available. And that's so powerful to remember. So as your husband is away, you can choose really fulfilling and productive thoughts. Like, I know we're as close as we ever were. I know we're even getting closer through this separation. I know he thinks about me. I know he misses me. I'm missing him. I think about him. I enjoy needing my husband. I can't wait for him to come back. I know when he comes back, even if it takes some time to adjust, that we'll find our new normal and that our relationship won't have suffered. Did you know that? Did you know you can just decide that your relationship isn't going to suffer while he's away. He doesn't even have to be part of that decision. You can just decide. You can decide to have full confidence in yourself and in your husband and in your relationship. And you will show up as the wife you want to be from that place of confidence and be ready to face whatever comes your way. Because obviously there's two people in this equation. And if he's decided that you guys have grown apart, he might be worried that you've grown apart or whatever he's decided. That's fine. But for you to show up in full confidence in yourself and in your husband and in your marriage is you showing up as your best and gives you your best chance of your relationship being full and healthy and connected even if he was worried that it wasn't, or if he was feeling a little distant. When he comes back and you are in that full confidence, then he's going to realize his worries were unnecessary. So going through this experience where I broke my leg and having my life get very simple very quickly and feeling like I really only had one role still left, being that daughter of God, taught me so much about myself. It taught me how much I can grow from going through these incredibly difficult experiences. It taught me that all my roles are always in my control, even if I can't be doing the action that I would prefer to be doing. 
I want to be in full health and the one taking care of my kids. But it felt so much better when I couldn't take care of my kids to still know deep in my heart, deep in my soul, that I was their mother and that whether I'm the one tucking them in bed at night or not, that they are mine and I am theirs. And that was so rewarding. And this, and similarly with my husband, that even if he's away, even if he's over the ocean, even if we don't get to talk as much as usual or interact or all of those things, that I am his and he is mine. And all of that feels so good to just decide and to think and believe. And I loved sharing this with the girls and sharing with them that they have full control over their roles no matter what is available to them at the time, action-wise, and that they can spend time thinking about their roles and which ones are really important to them and what they want that to look like, what they want fulfilling that role to look like, and to spend time believing that no matter what's happening, we can believe anything we want to about who we are and our roles. I was glad that I was able to share it with those young women that day, and it's something that I wish that I had understood a little better even earlier on in my life, but I'm grateful for the experience that I had when I broke my leg that it was a really personally reflective time for me to take a look at what I thought and believed about myself and about my life and to have everything really open for examination and then to be in that position to now know how to decide what I want my life to look like is just so invaluable. So your mission for this episode is to take a look at what you think and believe about your roles and kind of your relationship with your roles, which is another interesting aspect to that. Take a look at if you're giving yourself permission to believe that you're fulfilling your roles well and what hangs in the balance of giving yourself that permission. Are you only able to think that if, you know, only able to think that you're being a good wife or a good mom if you're able to do certain things or is that permission available to you regardless of what you're doing? It can feel a little bit almost like cheating to let ourselves believe that we are a good wife and mother even if we're not doing all the things that we hold ourselves to in this in a certain standard that we've created. But what I would like to tell you is that you have a better chance of achieving the standard you desire for yourself if the permission to believe that you're an amazing wife and an amazing mother are always there regardless of what you're doing. You will do more and do it better and do it more happily if it's not you earning that permission. That permission's already there. That belief is already there in that role. And then you take action from that place. As a confident, happy, fulfilled wife and mother, you'll be amazed to see how much more easily you're able to take the actions you want to be taking from that place rather than saying, once I do those things, then I give myself permission to believe that I'm a good wife or mother. So that is your mission for this episode, to take a look at that. And I challenge you to give yourself permission right now, exactly where you are, no matter what you're doing in those roles. The hot mess moment for this episode is a funny story from when my husband was getting home from his first deployment. It was the day of, and of course we are over the moon. We've got our signs ready to go. Everyone's showered and dressed and looking so cute. And I think he was landing at, you know, like two o'clock or something in the Salt Lake airport, which is about a 30 minute drive for me from where I was living at that time. And I had a game plan of when I was going to leave and I definitely should have allowed for a bigger buffer, which I did the second time around because I just, you know, walked back when I said, okay, he lands at two and it's a 30 minute drive and I'm going to need to park. So I'll leave at, you know, one o'clock and, you know, I'll have everyone fed and ready. And I I, I felt 
like I had a good plan, but I wasn't planning for things going wrong. And that was the lesson I learned through this hot mess moment. So a couple of, you know, kind of normal, but big things went wrong. One of the big ones that I just could not believe happened was right as we were ready to walk out the door on plan, on time, but just not early with extra time. My dog threw up in like three places, big throw up. And she doesn't throw up very much. So I don't know if she was just feeling nervous because of all of our extra energy or what. But I was like, oh my goodness, because we all looked so nice and in our clothes and, and you know, hair, makeup done, everything. And I'm down on the ground cleaning up dog puke, okay? And I, I honestly probably would have just left it there and just left anyway because I didn't want to be late for the airport. But we had people coming over to our house for a little, uh, a little dinner right after, or kind of you know, early dinner right after he got home so that his whole family could see him. And it was just going to be a short little thing. So then we'd kick everybody out and then have just family time. But I didn't want to clean it up when I got back and I didn't want my house to stink. So I hurried and cleaned it up right then. But you know, it took a good 10, 15 minutes to clean that up. So then I'm racing to the airport. Now I would just be like exactly on time or even maybe like a couple minutes late. I was really stressed. And then I even hit a little bit of traffic. Those were kind of the two things that went wrong. Totally normal things. And I should have just left even like an hour earlier to allow for anything weird like that to happen, but I didn't. And so my husband calls me and I'm like just pulling up to the airport needing to park. And he's like, honey, we're, we're here. Are you, are you ready? You know? And I was like, I'm parking. It was so embarrassing here. I haven't seen this guy. My kids have not seen their dad you know, for a year, I I had seen him because I had visited him once during the the deployment, but, and I'm late, I'm late to his homecoming. I was so embarrassed. And he was the company commander at the time. And he asked his guys to wait back while I got parked so that they all could come out at once, the, the group that he was with at that time. And they obliged. But so here are all these families being delayed. You know, I think it was like a full 10 minutes. They waited for us while we parked and got to the place where we could stand with our signs and ready to welcome them with all the other wives. And they all were just waiting in like next to their gate without coming back out through security just so that everyone could be there. And all the wives, I had a chance to just chat with them for a second while I'd, I'd called my husband and said, okay, we're, you know, we're in position. And I found out that they had been there for hours. Like they had just brought their kids and they were just hanging out at the airport waiting for their husbands. And I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I don't know why. I didn't even think of giving myself that huge buffer so that I could just be like calm and relaxed at the airport and ready for anything. And I just thought, oh, I'll just be there right when he lands. Like I, it's so funny now to think about it because anyway, so they all come through and of course everyone forgets about that little hiccup. I'm feeling so bad. I'm apologizing to these wives. I'm so sorry that the boys had to wait and that we're late. I had this stuff come up and they're like, no, it's okay. Everyone was so nice about it. But I was like, that was not cool, Jesse. So anyway, the men all come through and tons of beautiful, tearful homecomings it ended up just being so sweet and wonderful. And, and hopefully everyone forgot about that kind of snafu by me. But I definitely learned my lesson. And when he just got home in 2019, I actually ended up having a photographer for this one, which was so fun. I was really glad I did that. And then we got to the airport like over an hour, I think even more than that, that before he landed so that we were all just easy and relaxed. Because I was like huffing and puffing. I, we, were, we were running and I was making my kids run and we had our signs and it was just a mess. It shouldn't, that part should not be rushed and they should not have to wait. Anyway, that was a real learning experience for me. So if you're preparing for your first deployment 
or for the homecoming after your first deployment. That is what I would recommend to you. Get to the airport extra early so that you are just at peace and get to really soak up that moment. And that way you're also prepared for any potential things to go wrong. Okay, that is what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life. And that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.